0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I am your introvert business strategist, your life and business strategist. I am Karina Calhoun. I'm super thrilled. You all, listen, I say this every single time. Sometimes I feel like a broken record, but it is honestly the truth. I love, love, love every single guest that comes to the show because everybody brings a different essence, a different thought, a different opportunity for us to shift into something greater, something more magnificent. And so today is no different. Today, I have Karen Deloach on the show. And as you can see, art as self-therapy, you all know we need to dial into this episode I'm just going to go ahead and say it, Karen and I have not talked about what she's going to be talking about today, but I can tell you already, dial into the episode, get your journal, get your notebook, get your coffee, your tea, your favorite beverage, get your writing utensil, whatever it is, dial in because I know this is going to be fire. Karen, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing so great. It is a complete honor to be here with you and your audience. So thank you for this opportunity for me to share with you and your listeners.
0: You are very, very welcome. You are very welcome. It's an honor for us to have you here as well. So Karen, tell us where in the world you are.
1: I live in the Charleston, South Carolina area. I'm in the suburb of the coastal city in South Carolina. So beautiful and tropical. I love it here. I've lived here half my life. <laughs> I love that. So
0: I am from Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina for 17 years. So, of course, going down to the beach was a common occurrence for us growing up and into adulthood. So I will say that we're we're probably, you know, we'll just say we're cousins because North Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina, the Karina and Karen, you know, That's we've right. got the funky haircuts, you yeah, know, yeah. turn to the side, let them see your Art. side, your side profile. <laughs> yeah.
1: So listen, <laughs> We've got the cousins here. This
0: is amazing. I, was I love it.
1: Born in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. My father wow. was a Marine. So yeah, I know I know I live my first six years there. So I'm not too far from Fayetteville, more Jacksonville, North Carolina, but right there on the coast, right near the ocean. So these uh, ocean sea breezes are in my blood too. <laughs> wow. I you know, I, I've been to Camp Lejeune a couple of times because having
0: been growing up in North Carolina in, in Fayetteville, uh, my, both my parents were Army. And so I was in ROTC when I was in high school. And so one of the trips that we would take quite a few times was Camp Lejeune. So, and and actually my mom and I, we've stayed down there in that area in a uh, condo for, you know, a week or two or something like that for vacation. So this is just amazing. This is why listen for those that are that are listening. This is why I love authentic and genuine conversations because we couldn't recreate this. You know, just the not necessarily shock of it but the wildness of it. Wow. <laughs> We're that close, you know, <laughs> in proximity, you know, at that time, and so this is this is why it's so important to have genuine and authentic conversations, especially for those that are like me. If you're an introvert, it th- connecting like this in this way is is so key. So, Karen, cousin Karen, if <laughs> I can call you that, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Please tell us how you are loving on the world around you.
1: You know, my passion is to stir up the creative in others. I believe we're all creatives, that we were created in the image of our creator and that half our brain, our right brain is dedicated to creativity. And unfortunately, we live in a culture that that promotes left brain, which is which is brilliant. Also, all the order and absolute critical thinking and memorization. And these are the kind of skills that we get from our left brain and they're easy to 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 judge and to grade. And so when we go to school you know, this is what we we focus on is developing our left brain skills. And if you talk to any five-year-old, six-year-old, and you ask them, you know, do you love to draw? Do you love to color? Do you love to paint? Do you love to dance? Do you love to sing? Do you love to drum? They're all going to say yes. But you ask that same question to a room of 15, 16-year-olds, say no. What happens in those 10 years has to do with our educational system that at least trivializes the right brain gifts and brilliance, which is, the creative way of thinking, looking outside the box, coloring outside the lines. And and it's very sensitive. So many people who are naturally creative get get that squash through words, through criticism, through judgment. And so it's interesting you use the word bully. You know, in some of your, you talk about bully and I talk about the left brain being a bully, that critic that says, you can't sing, you can't dance, you can't play, you can't draw. And those things are such lies they are they are the words that can can hinder our total utilization of our brilliant right brain creative and of course the goal isn't one or the other the goal is to bring that right brain up to the left brain and have these interconnections where you're working together with your left brain right brain so this is my passion this is what I try to bring to the table even with my college art students I make them not just study the the brilliant masterpieces of Western history art history but also to develop their own skills so I make them draw I make them color I make them paint and see what they can do and I can't tell you how many stories I hear man you know my third grade teacher told me I I couldn't color because I was outside the lines. And I so I just never done it before. Somebody said I couldn't draw and I've never done it again. Or they said I couldn't sing and now I only sing in the shower. Well, you know, these are the things that I love to bring to the table to my students. Not just teaching them to draw, teaching them to paint, teaching them to sculpt, but also teaching them about their own creative giftings. Oh, that is so
0: good. You know, as you were talking, so many things, so many thoughts just went through my mind. One of them specifically is I remember when I was a young girl and, you know, I was trying to sing. I'm just going to be honest. And the folks around me were like, Karina, no, don't do that. And so that is created and I'm over. Fifty. I have that has created this thing in my head that don't sing out loud. Don't do that. Don't let anyone hear you. You can sing loud if the music is loud and nobody can hear you. You know, and know. and and and, I, and and so I I love that you are doing this and you're changing the perspective of people because you know how many gifts if Picasso was told. At five years old, you can't do that because you don't have the capability. What would we miss out on,
1: right? A nine-year you know? career of art, amazing art, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Part. yeah. It's it's so true. So, you know, I have my own experience, just like you. I wanted to be a Broadway star. I'm. I, I love acting, and you know that I was told I can't sing, and it wasn't until I I, I got went to church and. I started singing the songs of the 80s and 90s that were really geared towards Scripture and had a very low vocal range for people like me who are alto. I I sing kind of low. I have a low voice, and so for the first time in my life, I could sing and I could practice and sing these choruses and 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 I could sing and I just really felt the pleasure of the Lord. Like you know, yes, sing it out, sing. And I love to worship, but you know, it, it was the kind of same thing. As soon as I started singing, people turned the radio up or whatever. <laughs> you know? But I know that that I can sing in the spirit, and and my my Lord enjoys it. So you know, there's there's and here's an interesting thing because the last couple of years, because I've been seeing how art heals people, I've been seeing examples from some of my students that kind of stumbled on this accidentally. But I started studying the science behind the art, and one of the things that that I found out is that it happens very naturally. We don't even realize sometimes how we're starting these connections with our left and right brain. For instance, singing in the shower. They've studied people's brains after they've been singing in the shower. And and, and even though you don't think anybody's listening to you, you know, you, you're getting that opportunity to just belt it out, whatever you want to sing, and then you get out and after you've rub-a-dub-dubbed and scrubbed, you've got these Kind of new ideas happening, or maybe a solution to something that's been bothering you. It just comes to your mind, and you don't even realize that you've been activating your right brain, making connections with your left and right brain brilliance. And now those connections have enabled that mind at rest to come up with the answer. Instead of like sometimes we just feel like we're beating our head against the wall, we can't find a solution. If we would back up, sing in the shower, or take a stroll, not with our Fitbit watch and counting our steps, but a relaxing stroll where you're looking around, you're smelling the air, you're you're hearing the crunch of the leaves under feet, you hear the birds chirping, you you hear children laughing in the park, and you see the beauty of the sky or maybe the sunset. You are releasing serotonin, which is the happiness chemical in your brain. You're developing these connections between left and right brain with something that simple. And yet we, we, in our fast-paced life, we want to make these you know, I got to make an aerobic walk. I got to go as fast as I can or as long and hard as I can. When really the benefits you would get emotionally and mentally releasing stress and then letting that nice serotonin burst of joy coming into your life. And, 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 and when you release stress and cortisone levels drop, it actually brings more healing than if you'd made an aerobic walk. Rock and, rock. and it only takes 15, maybe 20 minutes. And that's what the scientists that I've been studying their, their, their reports, 15 To 20 minutes a day, if you will purposefully exercise your right brain, you can start developing that side of your brain to be as brilliant as your left brain.
0: You know, this I find this absolutely fascinating because one of the things that I teach as an introvert business strategist, and you and let me just kind of back up a little bit. You talked about how I use the term bully. And a lot of the things that I say the introverted ambition bully is because of that, because we have, I, you know, people have given being an introvert such a negative thing. And it, it we're not it's not a negative thing. We can absolutely 100 percent succeed and excel just like anyone else. And so I use those uh, those attributes as advantages. And I love how you talked about, you know, really using the left and right brain together. And one of the things that I really dial into and I tell other people is, and I'll just give you a real life example. So for instance, today, as of this recording, I have four recordings today. That's a lot for an introvert, back to back. That is a lot. And typically, normally, I would not do that. However, I was sick towards the end of 2023 and had to reschedule some things, but I made a decision. I'm going to do it, you know, just book them today. Now, the thing with that is I don't have to be very strategic in that. And one of the things that you talked about was taking that stroll, feeling the wind, hearing the leaves, because guess what happens? That recharges me. And it helps, like you said, that creative side, because the analytical side, that doesn't go anywhere, honey. It's just there. (laughs) You know, but that creative side in order to continue to be on the path, as you said, as the path that the Lord has put me on. Okay, (laughs) the purpose that he has placed inside of me. One of the things that, you know, really helps with this is, you know, knowing those things that will help increase that creative side, which is, and, and sometimes that creative side, sometimes, and as your banner says, art is self-care, self-therapy. Listen, for me, being able to sit and just kind of take things in, having this space that I'm in, like for right now. This is these are the things that absolutely helps that creative side in me. And so knowing what can help you, knowing what can increase that creativity in you, I used to think that I wasn't a creative. I used to think that I didn't have a creative side. You know, I I would tell people, for instance, you know, every every home that I lived in, the walls were just bare white because I didn't have that creative side to um, decorate and things like that. But once I began to really dial into it, my walls are not white. It's gray. You know, I've got a picture. I've got a plant, you know, and so we can do these things, but we just have to dial into them. So I love that you are teaching people to do this. And to really dial into it, because what happens is when you dial into who you are, the people that need to hear and partake in the gift that you are, that God has made you, then they're able to get that. They're able to partake in that. So thank you, Karen, so very much for that. So I would love for you to tell us. How did you get started in this? What what prompted this?
1: I um, always have been a creative. My father was a creative and a good old Irish storyteller. I was the kid that colored outside the lines. I was the kid that the paper wasn't big enough and I colored on the walls. Well, of course, I got in big trouble, but my mom didn't know I was going to be a muralist and people were going to pay me to paint on their walls, (laughs) which is kind of funny. And I think we see some clues to our true nature as you were just describing in what we loved as, as little children. So as we look, did we love to dance? Did we love to twirl and, and, and sing? Did we love to to bang on drums or anything became a drum? Did we, did we love to color and to paint? As, or, or did we love writing even before we could spell? Did we just love to tell stories? These are clues to who your true creative is. And for me, I did plays. One of my degrees is in filmmaking. I love storytelling. I'm an actor. But I went to school for, I majored in art and minored in theater. And I did real well in drawing. I I, I love to draw. I had good teachers and teaching drawing. But when it came to painting, which was my major, my professors hated my art. They hated my paintings. They used four letter words to describe my paintings. Well, I took that in. My my poor right brain was just devastated and crushed. Switched my major to to sculpture and became a ceramic uh artist in, in graduate school. And for 20 years I tried to finish a painting. I'd start a painting and I couldn't finish it. I started having babies and I wanted to do their portraits. I love doing people and and landscapes. And I couldn't finish them. And it just struck me, wow, when I was moving one time, look at all these unfinished canvases, what is wrong? And I endeavored to get some healing to really root out those bully words that said your your painting is bleep, bleep, bleep. You're not good enough. Cause I had come into agreement with those words and I got a mentor. I got somebody that had been to the Art Institute of Chicago that taught how to paint, how to draw the fundamentals. And he grabbed a hold of me and he taught me and I gained the skills that I needed. I gained the confidence that I needed to become the artist that I was always meant to be. Did I lose 20 years? You could say that. I did do sculpture and I did teaching in those years, but for 20 years, I was not able to finish the painting. And I'm not the only one, you know, as Karina is talking about people, maybe just looking at their their own lives, did someone tell you you can't sing? Did someone tell you you can't draw? Well, guess what? If you want to, you can. It's there. If the desire is there, then you can do it. You can become as good as you want to be. And and that's very, very possible for each person. You know, I went to school with way more talented people, But they're not, they didn't continue in art. They didn't continue doing it. It was so easy that they kind of took it for granted. When you have to work for it, you're not going to take it for granted. And that's what I do for my students too. They come to me to take art history and appreciation. And I'm like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna appreciate it, then you're gonna do it. So I I make them use my how to draw book and they do the fundamentals where they don't look at their paper because I've got these techniques that get you out of your left brain, which can be the bully saying, you can't do this. I don't let them. I said, this is, a, this is a safety zone. No criticism zone. No criticism of yourself, which is our biggest enemy sometimes, that critic perfectionism can paralyze us. And I can't tell you how many creatives I've known that have been paralyzed by perfectionism because they've lost the joy of the process. Because part of the process is is failing. Part of the process is is getting back up and trying again and crumpling up the paper and trying again or, or their canvas and ditching it or painting over it. I can't tell you how many times I've painted over paintings. you know. But it's all a process of learning. And if you find joy and really release that serotonin, you know, you get serotonin in 15 minutes of doing something. So let's say you love to write. You don't edit while you're writing. Never edit. That's a left brain skill. Don't edit while you're writing. Just just let the words flow as naturally as you can. Tell the story before there's any editing. That's why you see when you read these books at the beginning, thank you to my editor because they honored their editors for making them sound better than they did because when they wrote it, they weren't editing, which is not you're not supposed to edit when you're writing. The other thing is when you're just drawing, you know, enjoying this process, or as we've already talked about, just strolling, taking a walk, enjoying the outdoors, you are actually bringing healing to your own right brain. And it's beautiful in making these connections to make your your brain work better. Guess what? You overcome brain fog. You can overcome, you know, all these forgetful things because we get so stressed in this heavy duty lifestyles that we live out here in the West. But it's easy, easy to feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm losing my brains. You're not losing your brains. Your brains need a break. Your brains need to rest. And these things, and I, I have a, a pop-up podcast that I'd love to share with your listeners. We'll talk about that. But I actually list in there all kinds of different things, ideas for how you can develop your right brain. If you, even if you don't identify as an artist, we're all creatives. That's the truth.
0: Oh, such good, good, good nuggets. Oh my goodness. And as you were speaking and I was thinking, and you were talking about how, you know, what what is it that you loved to do as a child? And I thought about me, funny story. When I was young, I loved to read, which translated to me loving to write. And so I remember when I was a young girl, my mom would take me to the library And she would get me a stack of books. I'm talking, you know, 10, 15 books. And, you know, at that time, I think you got like two weeks maybe to read those books. Karen, I would read the books in like two or three days. And my mom would like be pulling her hair out. Karina, no, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to read them throughout the two weeks or however long it was. And I'm like, but I can't help it. I love to, because I would read. And so what would happen, Karen, is I would read the books. And this still happens to this day. I'd read books, but couldn't remember if it was something that I read or if it was a movie or a TV show. Because when I would read, it would turn into like a moving picture for me in my mind. Cool. So I could actually see as I'm reading, I can see it actually moving. Like, you know, whatever's happening, I could see it. And so I, as I've gotten older, especially now that we have AI, I shared this on a post recently. I still love to write. That is one of the, I absolutely love to write. And I'm an introvert, so that helps as well. And so I remember writing a piece of content and I said, I just want to bump it up against an AI detector and see what it says. The AI detector actually said that it was 100% AI written. (laughs) I wrote it. (laughs) Wow. There was no AI in there at all. And yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wrote this. I wrote this. Oh my goodness. Wow. But you know, and I but I can tell. I can tell when I read, I can tell when something for the most part, I'm not gonna say everything, but I can tell when something is AI written. Um, not the more blatant things, but just for some reason, yeah. I can just tell when it's AI written. And so yeah. I, I just find that interesting because you, even for myself, you're connecting these things for me. So hopefully those that are listening, this is, there's things that Karen is saying that's helping you to connect things together for you and, and how you operate in life, because Honestly, this these are the types of things that you need to hear to help you not just be better in one area of your life, but being better in all areas of your life, maximizing. I don't know that I really want to say better, but maximizing who you are and how you contribute and impact the world around you in every area of your life, even if it's with your your siblings, your children, you know, mm-hmm. business partners, whatever the case may be, whomever it is. So, Karen, tell us how to. So, you talked about your pop up pop podcast. So, I want you to tell us about that. I want you to give us your website, how we can get in touch with you, and then what it looks like to get in touch with you.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. First, of all, I want to say I love to read too as a child, and I didn't know I'd be writing books, but I've written the art history appreciation textbook that my students use, and I geared it f- as an artist to students that aren't going to be art, that aren't going to be art historians because most, most art textbooks are written by art historians and they don't have that personal touch. I tell the stories of the artists and I even have local artists that my students can relate to because I live in a more rural area and my students are going to this college to learn kind of left brain skills and they have to take an, a humanities class. And so I teach them through books that I've written. And that was a big surprise. But I know when I was reading books, just like you as a child, it would make me so mad if the cover art didn't match the story because I'm making <laughs> that picture. It says they have blue brown eyes, but on the cover, they got a blue eyed person. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not right. You know, <laughs> It's very
0: detailed. Very, very. We pay attention to those details, one hundred percent. (laughs) Because if we're going to create this image, we actually see the image, and so the image that you provide has to match. That's
1: right. Yeah, I would love to share my pop-up podcast with your listeners and you find it at getcreativewithcaren.com That's the best place to reach me and you'll get a free three episode podcast from me that, that has very specific guidelines. I talk a lot about, you know, these ideas that I've been learning from the scientists, some some more stories of some of my clients that have had healing through art in various ways. And there's, there's even a list of things that you can try that you know, in your own life to become more of who you are and release your own creativity. And that's developing your right brain to be as smart and brilliant as your left right left brain and break, make those connections. Because that's where the brilliance happens, when you've got both sides, both hemispheres of your brain working together. Albert Einstein called creativity, intelligence, having fun. And if you're mm-hmm. not having fun, then you need to take a break. I just read where these experts are saying 90 minutes of focus, then you need 15 minutes to relax and pull back, take a walk, take a break. You know, they used to find that people that smoked on the job would go outside and, you know, be outside for 15 minutes. They were actually having some health benefits, even though they were going out to smoke because they're outside, they're taking that break, they're resting their mind for that 15 minutes. So go outside, don't smoke, but You know, have a healthy snack maybe, but just relax, you know, your own brain or do some, do some writing like, like, you know, Karina was saying at the first, pick up your journal, pick up your sketchbook, pick up your coloring book. They have coloring books for adults now, just some way, you know, think of a recipe that you could try for supper, you know. Cooking is a great creative outlet. That's why those cooking shows are so popular, you know, yeah. and you can follow recipes and you can add some things that you know you like or take away the things you know you don't out of recipes. That's creativity.
0: Uh-huh. Absolutely
1: brilliant creativity. So he uses left brain, right brain, you know, and create your own safe space in your world. You're, you're, you're c- c- committing to not letting those you can't do this, those negative feedback from childhood repeat and bully you out of being Mm -hmm. everything that you can be so so get creative with karen.com and and get my you know download my pop-up podcast and enjoy it and through that you can make an appointment connect with me and that would be fun
0: absolutely wonderful (laughs) i absolutely love it so this has been such a great treat chatting with you my cousin my cousin Karen (laughs) North Carolina Yes. And so I want to encourage you all to really reach out to Karen, listen to her podcast, get that vital, valuable information, and then reach out to her because you're needed. Your impact is needed. And the way that we deliver our impact sometimes is not the way God has intended. And so we've got to be able to use everything that he has placed inside of us, release that, and then see the impact that we were designed to have. That's why sometimes a lot of folks don't have that true fulfillment. And I believe this is one of the reasons why, because we're not dialing into all that he has provided for us.
1: So I want to
0: encourage you to really connect with Karen and and not allow any longer things that were said to you when you were younger to hold you back and keep going. Just absolutely 100% keep going. Karen, do you have any short last words of wisdom that
1: you want to share with everyone? Just one thing. I, I just ask you to give yourself... The same grace you would to anybody else trying something new or trying to get better at something. So be gracious to yourself. If you can be gracious to yourself, then it's going to give you more grace for others in their learning oh. and growing process, too. So be gracious to you. Receive that grace.
0: Absolutely wonderful. I love that. I love that 100%. So folks, this has been another great episode of Go Be Great with Coach Karina. I am your business strategist, your life and business strategist, introverted business strategist, Karina Calhoun. We've had on the show today, Karen Deloach, and please feel free to reach out to her. Actually, I'm not going to say feel free. I encourage you. I admonish you. Reach out to her. Thank you. So bye for now, everyone.